Okay, so it's all about strategy, right? Okay. It's all about figuring out what the purpose of the group is. What is your ultimate goal? If you don't have a goal, you just have a group. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, welcome to Now Your Business. This is Chris Ward and this week we are going to have a really interesting conversation with Doreen Moran Van Dam. She is a social media consultant, trainer, community manager, and keynote speaker. Doreen is regularly featured in Expert on CBS, where she shares social media strategies, live video tips, and the latest marketing news for small businesses. Aren't we lucky? You'll recognize Doreen online and on stage by her signature orange glasses and a nod to her Dutch heritage. And that's how we met, right? I just stopped you in your tracks because I loved it. Not only did you have orange glasses, but you had all kinds of accessories. It just tied together so beautifully. You really did stand out. Thank you. Yeah, I always wear my orange shoes when I'm at conferences. I have a pair of Nikes that are orange and I have an orange uh, bag, backpack. Uh, the more orange, the better. And uh, I think this time it was definitely the shoes that stood out. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I certainly don't pull it together like you do, that's for sure. But I have to say, I don't know if this is off, top, off topic or not, but I made a choice about two years ago. I looked in my closet and I thought, I look like a funeral director. Everything was black and gray. And I thought we need to add color. And I would now say like 90% of my wardrobe does have color. And I think when we're online, somehow we all get like, maybe it's almost like for me anyhow, it's like I didn't want to stand out too much or you think, well, I'm not an expert yet. So I don't want to be too loud, too aggressive. And, you know, you just strolling through a, a conference brightly lit, that to me just translates to such a bigger discussion. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and especially if you carry it through online, right? Because it's one thing to be recognizable um, when you're at a conference, but, you know, to have that same picture that you see somebody uh, post on LinkedIn profile or Facebook, that it matches the real person that you then meet. Because that's the other thing that happens. People will come up to me and go, I know you from Facebook. And they might not remember my name because that's a hard name to remember. But they'll, they'll be like, I've seen you. I know what you're about. I know your orange glasses. So for me, that, that's really been a great branding tool. Um, and I know within um, my industry, social media and uh, social media management, digital marketing, there are quite a few people who have recognizable things about them, but some are like funky suits or funky socks. Yeah. Well, they don't translate that well with a profile image. So um, the glasses really are cool. Uh, you could do a hat or a scarf or earrings or something, but the orange glasses have been a hit right from the beginning. So tell us, you said, you know, they, they know what you're about. Tell us a little bit about what you're about and a little bit of your journey that got you to be the expert that you are. 
Okay. So, um, funny story, uh, actually was a stay at home mom for a long time. Uh, and I have four kids and they're all teenagers and beyond now. And, uh, when my youngest started kindergarten, uh, I was kind of like, what do I do now? And that was 10 years ago. So it just happened to be the right time to jump into social media management. So, um, never uh, having been somebody who's shy, I just put out a sign on LinkedIn that said I was social media manager, took an online course and started helping people. And one of the first um, companies that I helped, it was actually a local nonprofit where I lived in South Carolina. They had no uh, social media presence. They gave, me, um, they gave me the title of social media director, which I could then put on LinkedIn. And I started helping them with their fundraising event and um, worked out really well. And from there I gained some local clients and then Within about a year or two, I went out of state, went national, started going to conferences, speaking at conferences. Um, I was a very active blogger at that time. So people kind of knew me from the articles I was writing. And so I just feel super fortunate that I was kind of in the beginning and the trenches of it, I think. Um, quite a few people now are coming to social media management uh, with lots of um, knowledge and schooling, you know, whether they do yeah. communication or marketing, but they don't have that experience like I do. I've worked in probably 60 to 75 different industries as a social media manager. Um, so I feel super fortunate that I've had that great start and that I really have a big picture of how things have changed and how things have shifted because that's really the essence of what's happening now. If you just got in it and you've only been on one road, what's happening in the world right now is going to turn you topsy-turvy. But I've already had several, have had to make several pivots along the line, mm -hmm. along the road. So I kind of saw some of that coming. And I think that um, having had that experience, you know, I went from social media management to social media consulting, to speaking, to teaching, to training, to community management. I've done a lot of different things and I'm able to pivot a little quicker than somebody who's focus on one thing and then not have a second or third or fourth stream of income. So when we talk about the pivot and we're always here with, you know, what's the next thing you can do now for your business. So with a pivot, as you mentioned, the big thing, the big push right now, we all know is about Facebook groups. I mean, oh my gosh, the, you know, the plus and the minus to that is I, I, I understand the value in them, but I have to tell you, my inbox is choking with, I mean, there is groups coming at me all day, every day. I could find a group for, uh, I, like, you know, if your right sock doesn't match your left sock group, I don't know. They're, it's just getting out of control. Like, and you just yes. can't, you can't. So help me navigate, you know, what should I be doing if I wanted to create a group or, you know, is there things I should be thinking about before I join a group? What, what help can you give us here? Because I know I'm, I'm overwhelmed myself. Okay. So you should do both, right? If, okay. you're a business, if you're a business owner, I usually tell people to start two groups. One is going to be your general group. That's going to be your cold leads, your maybe semi-warm leads. Those are going to be people who might've touched your business in one way or another, or might be interested in something you're selling, a service, a product. Um, and you're just really going to use that group to have fun conversations. And I use this example all the time. Uh, when I lived in South Carolina, a local realtor started a group for our small town. And it was called Surf Cityans. The you know, town is called Surfside Beach, Surf Cityans. And over 25,000 people later, that's the group when anybody wants to move to that town, 
comes to that group, asks the same question. She is the only realtor in the group that can answer oh. the questions, right? So think about that. Now, that's not where she makes yeah. her sale, but that's where she gets her really hot leads. Then right. for her own clients, she probably has a much smaller group, maybe 50 right. or 100 or 200 people who've maybe looked for houses with her or maybe she sold their house. So now they're her client and then you have a smaller group. But the big group is really a great place to get leads. Now, if you say you're a pizza, a pizza owner in a fairly big town, you can start a group like, you know, um, Bostonians who love pizza or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Vermont pizza lovers, you know, whatever it is, but make more of a general group because that will get people that are just semi-interested on the, on the fringes of what you might offer and to draw them in and then have really engaging conversations. And from there, you can, and I always use this visual, like you have a baby, teeny baby customer, and then you're going to really turn them through in a way, in a nice way, through the group to make them a brand ambassador. Ultimately, you want somebody to tell all their friends for free how great your product or service is. And that's what you can do in a group. You can't do that on a page. You can't, if you do it one-on-one, -on -one, it's going to take you a lot of years. But in a group where all these other people are going to talk about how much they love you and what you offer, and of course, you're going to offer special um, discounts or you're going to offer a special... Um, uh, and it's something like special content yeah, yeah. for the group, um, they're going to feel like they're really nurtured. And so you can take that, that first contact and take it over to, um, you know, to be, have them become your brand ambassador. Now on the flip side, if you're a consumer and you have all these groups in, you know that when you go to Facebook, you can prioritize the groups and, um, you know, kind of have your main groups feature mm -hmm. your groups. Yeah. Um, you can also turn off uh, notifications on your group. Oh, I have no notifications, let me assure you. Because I wrote this book, Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I'm telling you on page one, which it's not, but it should be, I have notifications will make you insane. So I personally don't have that. But when I do go into the messaging, it's like, ching, 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 and I just skip them. But then I think, well, am I missing out? Because now it's just this you know, big clump of stuff that I'm no longer, there is probably value in some of them, but there's so many coming at me. I don't even pay attention to it anymore. Right. So here, here is, here's one tip. The more you're active and engaged in a group, the more you'll see it in the newsfeed. Right. So if it's a group you want to know about, if it's a group that, you know, you, you're learning, say you're in an exercise yoga group, or you're in a remote working group, and you want to have that be top of mind. Go in there every day and answer questions yeah. and look for that engagement because the more you engage, the more you'll see it. Yeah, I apologize. Let me be clear. These are just the group invites. So I do have some groups where I'm like, okay, I'm all about them and I'm learning from them and this is great. And the others I ignore, but I, I'm choking on group invites every day. And yeah. it's getting to the point where somebody, you don't even blink twice and say hi. And they're sending you an invite, like that they don't know anything about me. Like they'll be like, how to lose severe and sudden weight loss if you're over 60. And you're like, okay, <laughs> offensive and I'm not over 60. So right. you, should have, you should have sent that to me, right? Right. Well, one of the things that I teach is don't invite everybody you know to right. your group. It's just, it's just really rude. It's like going to Target, right? Yeah. And um, seeing somebody that you meet for the first time and inviting them over to your house, you know, basically right. kidnapping them and saying, I'm selling something. Why don't you come in my van? I'll take you home. And here's some pottery. Would you like yeah. some? You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like that. You you don't do that to strangers. So don't, don't do that online. It's just really, 
not a good way to do that. But one of the tricks that I tell people go when your friends invite you and those in invites are just kind of hanging, yeah. I go and join the group. And then while I'm there, immediately leave the group and block them from inviting me back. So I join for about two seconds and then leave the group and then they can't invite me back. So that's well, what that I That is a tip. Like that was worth the price of admission. Everybody write that down, boys and girls. That is a good tip. Because sometimes it is like annoyingly offensive. Like, you know, who said I was overweight? And I hope you didn't think I was 60 from looking at my picture. Thank you so much. But okay. So what about now I'm running my group. And I look at some of them and they just look like a maintenance nightmare. So where, you know, I get the idea of these groups matter, but how do you, where does that begin and end as far as nurturing or maintaining your own group? Okay. So it's all about strategy, right? Okay. It's all about figuring out what the purpose of the group is. What is your ultimate goal? If you don't have a goal, you just have a group you're just going to have a party and right. you know, there's no end date. There's no, like you can't get them out the door. You forgot on the put on the invite that everybody has to leave at 11 o'clock at night. Right. Like it's really, you know, then you're going to sit there and open the door and you're like, okay, you know, but you can't get people out the door because you don't have a purpose. You don't have an end. So I'm not saying that you have to end your group. I'm just saying you have to set up the rules before you start the group. You have to figure out what your strategy is. So if your strategy okay. is to get people from the big group into the paid group, or in, okay. uh, once they're a client, you can put them into the next group. Then once you have a goal, you can figure out what are some of the strategies, the tactics you're gonna implement to get them there. What are you gonna offer to get somebody to be from that baby customer to like a raving customer or a brand ambassador or somebody who's going to pay you to be in another group where you offer even better content because that's the okay. ultimate goal to put them in that separate group where they are actually a paying customer, whether that's like a realtor and that you've bought or sold, you know, you help them yeah. buy or sell their home. Or if you offer a product or a service, um, then you want them in that other group. Um, so if you don't have a strategy, then you're just turning. You're just, you know, ticking off the boxes of, you know, mm -hmm. hey, I want to grow. But you have to have a purpose. A small group can yield um, business if it's done right. So um, with that comes, you know, once you know what your goal is and how many people you want to move over, how many people you want to grow by, then you can figure out what you have to do to get there. You know, if you want to grow your group by 100 people a month, what do you have to do to get there? And what kind of people do you want it to grow by? Do you mm -hmm. want the people that are in there to invite their friends? Or do you want new people in there? Do you want your blog? Uh, say you have a blog. Do you want them to come over? Your blog readers. Do you want the people that are on your page to come over? Do you want local people to come? So once you know what you want, you can come up with a bunch of different tactics to get people in the group. Once they're in the group, there's scores different things that you can do to get them to engage, to get them to comment. Um, and so you just have to offer value, I guess. That's, but it all starts with a strategy. And, and you know, that's super important because I know I was sitting with someone when, not too long ago and we were talking and she said, oh, she, we, we had this discussion about groups and she said she's got this huge group and there was something like, I don't know, 600 people in it. It was huge for her little organization. And they were very active and stuff, but she had no plan. Like she said, it took a lot of her time and she wasn't selling them anything. And she wasn't moving them anywhere. So, you know, I, I, with no expertise in the area, thought that doesn't seem like it didn't seem like a business plan. 
So what are some things that you've learned? You know, we love to hear your expertise, but also we're like, oh, okay, in this group, I've got to do something different now. You know, what are some things that even yourself that you're, you're the expert, we, we had you here, we're so excited to hear from you, but even your path where you went, oh, okay, we're going to do this a little differently now because things are changing. Can you share some of those with us? Yeah, I actually had something happen to me. Um, I'm a paid community manager, right? So I'm, I am a, a community manager of a group and I took over at 17,000 people in it. And we made, we put a strategy together. We really wanted to grow. This is the feeder group. This is the group that feeds into the paid, um, into the paid group. So we wanted to bulk up the volume. So we, you know, it's a numbers game, right? The more people in the group, the more we'll go over to the student group for, to the paid group. So we put, came up with all these strategies. The problem, so to speak, if there is a problem is that the group was super engaged. So the right. older members, it's, a, it's an old group, one of the first uh, social media um, groups that have been out on Facebook, over nine years old. So people have been in there for a long time. So they, they knew what to do. So as a community manager, I found myself on the fringes of the conversation. I was oh. um, watching them have conversations. I was, um, I was really kind of the cheerleader, but I'm also, I was also the policewoman, you know, uh, when things went bad, I'd have to like, you know, go in there and talk to them. And um, so I did a lot of stuff behind the scene. And then in October, November, we had some sort of event we wanted people to attend. And I decided to go live in the group as the page, because you can be in a group as a page as well as a, as a personal profile. I went live in a group. At that point, we had grown from 17,000 to 37,000 in two years. So that added 20,000 people live in the group. And I had zero people see my live. Zero. Okay. What happened? Zero. Because <laughs> I had not been active in the group. So Facebook was like, we don't know who you are. Uh, as the page. So after right. 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, I'll delete that. I went in the group live as Doreen, as me. And only my friends in the group saw it. <laughs> it was kind of like a wake up call. Like here I am the paid community manager and I have zero, zero like influence in this group. Right. So starting January 1st, I made a plan to post every single day as a community manager. I did okay. engagement posts. I did questions. I did, I answered questions and my engagement went through the roof. The whole group went crazy. And now when I go in, people see me, people hear me, people listen to me. So even though I knew that I had become complacent in that. And so my reach, my influence within my own group had really diminished. So that's an important thing. Even if the group is going well, you really want to be the one to steer that conversation. And even if other people are having conversations, still initiate some of those conversations so you don't lose that reach. That's a really valuable lesson because you would think like, oh, I can relax, things are going well, there's engagement, let me just fan myself while the world is you know, on its own course. And then the backlash. So that is really, you know, and sobering. I bet you as you started to talk five, six, eight minutes in, your voice started to get like, okay. Oh, it was, it, it, was, it was crazy. And I just, and I shared this with several other people and they just yeah. couldn't believe it. I'm like, I, you're a member of the group. You didn't see it either. So yeah. it was definitely eye-opening and it made me change my strategy. So the strategy for that group now is, 
every day I post something. So sometimes I'll schedule it, but sometimes I'll just go in there, but it's, it's been an effective strategy. So then I went live again and lots of people came and we had over a thousand people eventually that saw the video. So now we're going to build that up. We're going to go live twice a week. So now we're going to keep, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to take that and we're going to just keep rolling with it. But that was kind of a, a sobering thing mm-hmm. because we have in that group, as you can imagine with 37,000 people, um, sometimes we have over a hundred submissions a day of questions. Right. Yeah. And we have post approval set up. So not all questions go in, but that it's a very active group. And for me not to have that voice was not good. Um, right. So we, we are, we're working on, on fixing that. And I think we're on the right path, but that's uh that certainly is one of those things that, um, you know, you it's live and that's learn. A good, right? That thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate that. When you're doing stuff like that, What's your position on if you put it, whether it be, you know, it could be group or otherwise, if you put a post up and you're like, huh, this is not catching on like I wanted to, do you take it down or just let it ferment? Um, I don't take it down, but I usually do take notes. I do lots. I have um, what, what I call a, a, a swipe file. So, and I'll mm-hmm. do that for myself too. When I see something that works or doesn't work or something that catches my eye on social media, I take screenshots. Mm-hmm. And I'll yes. put it in there. So if there's like an ad that, that stands out in my newsfeed or, or something that just is cringeworthy, I will take screenshots of it and then I'll put that in a file. And so if I am doing something that's not really working, I certainly want to take a screenshot. I know it's in, especially on Facebook, it'll be in my insights too, so I can go look. But often it's a little, it's, it's a, it's a little tweak. I could ask that same question just five hours later mm-hmm. and would we'll do better. Or I can ask that same question and tag three friends and mm-hmm. now a hundred more people see it because those friends have influence. So those are just some things within the group um, that, that can work. Like if you have people in the group that have bigger influence and you know who they are, your most active members, you ask a question and you tag them, then they will see it. They'll start commenting and the quicker they comment, the more people will mm. see in the group. So those are just some little, little tweaks you can do. I usually don't delete things. I just will okay. be like, well, okay. if nobody saw it, then, then I can repeat it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fix it. And yeah. that's a really good point. Uh, I have a, a platform called when the hour, win the day, and I'm always talking about productivity and building a team. So a couple of things you said that I kind of want to unpack really quickly is it is so, you know, this is something all on its own. And so many people out there, whatever it is you do, whatever your primary zone of genius is, you're like, okay, I have this. And then, oh, I'm going to completely run my social media group and this and that. So, you know, it's really powerful how important it is to build a team out, even in the smallest, even if you can't, you know, hire someone with your amazing gift or talent, you can have somebody a couple hours a week and things like that, where you can grow and nurture and manage that. So I'm going to throw that in the show notes. Um, We just made a new resource, 12 reasons you need a team. And I think this is a good discussion just to remind people that, you know, you can't be doing this all day and then delivering your service. And the other thing too is, um, that's something I do as well. When I I'm scrolling and I see anything that looks like, Oh, they caught my attention, whatever. I just screen capture it on my phone. And then I have an album on my phone. And I just add it to my swipe file on my phone. So I can go back later when I have to do my own posts and look at stuff and go, Oh, this really caught my attention. Or you could really see how their wording was impactful. Yes. So that's a good reminder for all of us is, you know, because it, I think it's just when you're standing there looking at the ceiling, trying to make a post that's wonderful and dynamic. It just doesn't flow the way you'd like it to. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And I use both text that stands out to me as well as images, as well as colors. I look for fonts. Um, I look for things that, hey, this looks familiar. Where did I see that? Somebody might have mimicked, you know, a logo or something that, you know, feels good, makes me feel fuzzy and warm or, um, you know, makes me whatever reaction I have that definitely, you know, everybody should have a swipe file like that because that will help you become a better content creator. Yeah, well, thank you. Okay, so listen, I know you're an in-demand woman, so you are actually leaving to hop on another podcast. We're so lucky to, to steal your time. So tell us, where is the best way for people to see your excellence and to reach out to you? Where would my audience find you? Um, well, since I'm a community manager on Facebook, Facebook is great. And my name is pretty unique. So if you look for Doreen Moore and Van Dam, um, you're probably just going to get one. Um, <laughs> same on LinkedIn. My business name is Moore in Media. So that's also all my handles on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. They're all more in media. Uh, so play on words with my last name. Uh, it's actually more M-O-R-E and then I-N media, but uh, should be able to find me. And if you okay. see somebody with orange glasses, you know, you're right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you've landed. All right. Well, we will for sure make sure that's in the show notes. And those were some really just uh, a nice little bowl of nuggets that you left, left us with today. So I really thank you for making the time and everybody let's get out there and just do these Facebook. Facebook groups much better than we've been doing them so far. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. No problem. Hey listeners, I'm super excited to share this with you guys. Right now we are gearing up to launch an amazing product. The win the hour, win the day team builder. Want to create more results quicker and faster? Our team builder gives you the full playbook to hire effectively, easy, and super affordable. Get on our waiting list now at www.winthehourwintheday forward slash teambuilder.com.